Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today's episode is sponsored by Somavetic. Somavetic is a device that combines an Eastern approach to health and wellness with modern day technology. If you have a lot of devices in your home, as most of us do, then there are hundreds of signals floating through the air at any given moment. This is called EMF, and some people are really sensitive to it and believe that it can cause some not great things in the body as a result of all of these free radicals bouncing around. If you're concerned with the unwanted influences of electromagnetic radiation or geopathic zones, you'll appreciate Somavetic. Somavetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home. It does this through the controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones. It creates a 360-degree field with a radius of 100 feet in all directions. The founder of Somavetic launched these devices in 2011 as a response to his own ongoing health struggles. After years of no success with Western medicine, he turned to traditional Chinese medicine and found a variety of healing properties with stones and minerals. After some time, he was able to heal his body and has helped others as well, and his experience inspired him to create Somavetic. If you're interested in mitigating EMFs and creating a harmonic field in your environment, these devices are a great solution, and they are beautiful. Each device is comprised of their own semi-precious stones with unique properties. Somavetic is a small company, and all products are handmade and hand-assembled in their Crystal Valley, in the Crystal Valley of the Czech Republic. If you want to try Somavetic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit somavetic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Hey guys, well today BJ is going to lead us in a group exhale. She is going to be talking about the collective PTSD of 2020. 
which I can attest to. And she is going to be talking about how to clear space for healing, which is something that I think all of us need right now. But first, I'm going to do a quick self-care check-in with Rue. Rue, how's it going? Hey, Kristen, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, break it down for us. How's your self-care this week? It, it You know... <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. Oh, no. Um, Okay, I'm actually going to I'm going to talk about some of the details, but the but the greater issue I'm dealing with is my continued penchant for people pleasing and the way that my people pleasing just continues to kind of follow me. You know, it's one of those issues that I feel like I get a handle on in certain areas and then it just rears its ugly head. Um mm. but here's here's how that's playing out right now. So, you know, there's a lot of tension in the world right now. Sure. A lot. Sure. Um, there's a lot of political tension. There's a lot of tension around the coronavirus and how we should be behaving. And in my community, there's a lot of tension around school and what the school board should be doing in terms of in-person or at home. There are factions. They're very passionate about these factions. Um, it's just yet another area where the country, or not the country, but at least my community feels very torn and tense. Mm. And, and, you know, and, and a large part of that is, you know, there's been a lack of leadership. There's been, you know, even from our school board. So parents are arguing about what should be happening with school. Now, how this relates to me personally and my people-pleasing is that I decided several years ago to start a Facebook group, a private Facebook group for the parents of the kids at my kid's school. Oh. Now, thinking, of course, five years ago, this will be nice. This will be a great way to connect. Sure, of course. <laughs> okay, so Rube, you've been on the internet for a minute. I'm going to let you guess how that's going. Yeah, I would say right now it is just hell, hell, uh, very hellish. Well, it actually, to be fair, it's not going that badly because I strictly moderate the group. And, you know, you and I moderate a Facebook group together. Right. You have to moderate a group or it goes real sideways fast. Yes, yes. And I, I am finding that in my local mom's group also. Mm -hmm. And it gets... It gets hairy really quickly yeah. and it, it gets hot really fast yes. also. Yes. So the decision that I made for this group and I, I moderate it with one other woman and we both have made the decision that we were not going to host debates about whether the kids should be in school in person or schooling from home or any of the conversations around the protests because, you know, people are protesting from both sides. We just said, we're not going to host that here. There's a lot of kinship groups for that. You know, there's the reopen schools group and there's the delay reopening schools group. <laughs> and everybody can go talk about it in their corners, but we're not going to do the um, drama. And so the result is that while I'm trying to keep this group peaceful, I have a whole bunch of parents really angry with me. Because they think I'm censoring them, because they think I'm shutting down their ability to protest to get the schools back open. They think I'm doing all of this from, you know, my own agenda. Um, and, you know, I would love to say that I'm able to weather all of this. And, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, you have such a thick skin. The reality is I really don't. It really yeah. bothers me that I see parents of kids. My friends are friends 
with, my kids are friends with, you know, mm-hmm. that I see these parents whose last names I recognize. Oh, I know she's a cheerleader. Oh, I know this kid does drama with. And these parents like taking me to task. Like it's really stressful for me. <laughs> that is stressful. And also this isn't your job. This no. Is a, this is a space that you've created to for parents to connect. And, and also it's your space. Yeah. If they don't like it, they can start a group, right? That's the thing, too. It's my space. It's not a school space. You know, I'm doing this out of of the goodness of my heart to begin with, just trying to, like, create a place where we can connect and try to keep us all unified. But, yeah, it's been very wild and very weird. And, you know, I've had people making their own Facebook posts about me and this group and threatening to call the school administration because it's not fair and parents are being censored and information is not being given out. And it's just – and a lot of it is objectively really irrational. You know, like these parents, I think – I mean, everyone's just tense. They want their kids back at school. And – I have become the whipping post. <laughs> Can you just kick him out of your group? I have kicked. I did actually kick one guy out who um, he kept repeatedly trying to post the same link to a protest. And and I haven't allowed links to protest for either side. And there have been protests for both sides. I mean, it's it, our community. There's a lot of drama because our school board let things go on for too long, right? Like, you know, when mom and dad aren't – um, disciplining, what happens is the siblings turn on each other. <laughs> That's what it, <laughs> it feels just turns, like. It just turns into Lord of the Flies really no, quickly. It, 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 yeah, it feels like Lord of the Flies. It does. Um, and so one guy um, kept posting and I kept deleting it. And then I ended up having to mute him because, again, I also have a life. You know, right. like, I'm not going to miss dinner with my kids because I need to babysit a Facebook group that parents won't follow the rules in. You know, so I mute this guy and then he goes on his own Facebook page and says that I've muted him because he's Latin and that it's a racist group that only allows the opinions of white parents. And I'm giggling because if you knew this dad, it just... That is definitely not the case, obviously. This this sounds like a nightmare. And how do you stop yourself from just burning the whole thing down. I mean, I really did when this was all going down. And when he said that, I was like, dude. And fortunately, this guy has a reputation for being a hothead. You know, he's the coach that's screaming at kids. He's he's that guy, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I know a lot of people were emailing me like, oh, boy, here he goes again. But um, and this is a guy also who's whatever. I, I'm I've never heard him refer to his Latin identity until this. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard him refer to that. I see. And we've been in circles. We've been, our kids have been in the same school for eight years. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess that this was the time he decided to play the race card. But anyway, um, yeah, I did. I, you know, when this was going on, I really was like, dude, I don't have time for this, I don't have margin for more stress. I'll just delete the whole group. <laughs> like I did yeah. think that, yeah. you know, like what? Like I'm not doing this so that anyway, I know this is a very minor thing. And like objectively, I can look at the world and everything going on in the world. And I can, you know, rationally say this isn't a big deal. 
but it felt like a really big deal for about 24 hours. Well, and not only that, it's just another stressor mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now in a time when we're all juggling multiple stressors. That's all it. of us. Yeah. All of us are juggling these multiple stressors. And then you just add a bunch of idiots in a Facebook group and it's like, ugh, just another thing that you need to deal with. Yeah. And I think that's true for all of us. I mean, we've said this before. In in these times that we're living in right now, our margin for stress is so much shorter. Our fuses are so much shorter. And that's true for me, too. You know, um, I just feel oh, like I just... Me as a parent also. Oh, just gosh, as a parent. Right? Yeah. Like, little things that would have been a blip or a fly in the, you know, now just feel insurmountable and huge and overwhelming. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so I'm I'm working on it. You know, I've oh. I've got a better perspective of it, but it was just one of those things this week of like, wow, this still really bothers me. <laughs> one day, one day when we've had when we have the time and the space and a beverage, I think we should do an episode on why I think that people pleasing tendencies are often rooted in an evangelical upbringing where Girl. girls are expected. <laughs> Or girls are expected to, you know, be this Proverbs woman who just caters to everyone, and you do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. I mean, I wrote about that a little bit in my book, just how I feel like my Christian upbringing did really shape me to be a people pleaser. Right, or... If you're meek, does that mean you can't like tell jokes or mm-hmm. <laughs> be loud or mm-hmm. anyway? Yes, I yes. I I hear you on that. But that would be that would be an interesting topic. I know it was last month that uh, we kind of got into how we felt with you know at that point the upcoming election and politics and you know our our background growing up evangelical and how that affected that and so we can just kind of keep that going just yes. a little, a little <laughs> I'm sure we're not allowed about, about deconstruction <clears throat> anyway how about you how was your self-care this week this is going to sound really braggy especially after what you just shared and you're going through but homeschooling is going really well. And I did not ever expect to say that. Wow. Yeah, it is. I am thoroughly enjoying having the girls home. Mm -hmm. We're enjoying, you know, learning stuff together. And, um, you know, I told you that I'm, I'm nanny sharing and I'm now I have to commute a bit for work. So it's not, we're not home together full time. They're doing, you know, they're doing school from a friend's house or they're doing school from home or, you know, we're catching up together on the weekends because, you know, when you homeschool, you can have science yeah. class on Saturday morning. Yeah, love it. But uh, I really feel like we're enjoying each other's company a lot. And so prior to this, prior to COVID, I had been traveling so much and I was, you know, really busy with work and I was gone a lot. And so this stretch of time feels really special. And mm-hmm. we're... We're enjoying it. That said, because of the multiple stressors that that we're all dealing with, I have found that my patients can run a little thin. So what I have done is I've printed everything out. I've written everything out. So I don't have to speak. I can just point to something. And I know that seems ridiculous. Nope, it doesn't to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you just... You just can't say the same thing for the fourth time because yes. your head will absolutely mm-hmm. explode. So, on my kitchen fridge, 
I wrote a four-step process to quickly tidy a room, any room. Mm. It's four steps, very quickly go through and tidy a room. So when I say, go clean the living room, no, I don't mean you need to spray everything down or wash a window. I just mean pick up the stuff Mm -hmm. off the floor, essentially. So I have that that I point to. I have their chores that I point to. I have all of their schoolwork already like set to go in these hanging folders. So they know, grab the thing, do the thing. Let's talk about the thing. And for whatever reason, limiting (laughs) the amount of time I have to deal with words coming out of my mouth limits the amount of times that I lose my mind, you know? Um, so that's actually been that's actually been working really well for us. Also, this is why I think texting can also be lovely because it's easy to say, "Hey, here are your tasks for the day." I sent it I put it in our group text and then it's there and they can reference it. And again, it might sound silly, but um having these lists have been very very helpful. So Oh my gosh, with- I love that. List on the fridge, list on, you know, in next to the kitchen table, list in the dining area. So it's just, there's a list for everything and that just, they can reference it as often as they need to. I love that. I have to admit, I feel a little bit of jealousy about your homeschooling situation. Like I still am like, oh, maybe I should be doing that, you know, um, when, you, when you talk about it. But well, my kids are, you know, the older kids are are involved in activities at their school, mm-hmm. e- even remotely. And, yeah. So, and and that to say, like, it's certainly not perfect, and they certainly miss their friends, and they're definitely isolated in some ways because it's hard to, you know, sort of navigate a um, – I mean, with COVID too, but navigate a responsible play date for a younger kid than for, you know, my eldest who knows to keep the distance. So it's not perfect. I'm supplementing a bit without school and, you know, still I have, it's plenty of prep. I wake up, I wake up at five and I make coffee. And during that time I do prep for the day. So it's, it's all ready to go because I don't, what I don't want to do is just hand them a worksheet and, and, and be done with it. Um, so there's like different projects. And so it definitely takes some time. It definitely takes some research, but I will say that we're enjoying it. And with the, Issues with COVID that my district's navigating with, you know, um, I said that wrong, but the issues with COVID that the school has to navigate through, it's been difficult for the families around here because it's, okay, are we going to go back to hybrid or go full time Mm -hmm. or what do we do here? Or there was um, an outbreak in this one, you know, this activity group or this sports team. And now those people have to quarantine. And there's there are different rules around quarantining now. So let's say, you know, so let's say, Kristen, you and I are classmates and I'm sitting in class and I get COVID. If you're sitting right next to me, your family gets notified so you can mm-hmm. quarantine. But whoever's sitting on the other side of you doesn't get notified. Which is wild. Yeah. Or, I mean, Or I discovered, so my three girls... If, if they were in school and, you know, my eldest was in, was ne- was exposed to someone with COVID, she would have to quarantine, but my other two kids wouldn't. Hmm. And I, maybe it's because like there's mask wearing involved and there are other things involved, but I, that is a little wild to me. And, you know, we're now we're in flu season two. And like every time we have a sniffle, I swear I'm like reaching for a thermometer. So I definitely feel for, 
parents who are especially in cold weather areas where mm-hmm. it's like, is this a, is this a cold? Because it's chilly out, or is this totally. a sign of COVID? And now, do I need to go and get you tested? So, yeah, um, it's not perfect, but for what's happening right now, I am surprised at how much I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I kind of i I dream of like you know sitting and talking about history and philosophy and art with my children. They're not interested, of course, but <laughs> I accidentally, well, so I gave my my daughter who's, you know, a really avid reader, I gave her a book that I thought would be great. Which one? Goes, um, the Black Kids. Have you heard I it? I don't know that one. It's by, I have it, well, it's, 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 it's newish. And they said it's a little bit like The Hate You Give. That, oh, yeah. Um, it's like a coming of age story. Now, I didn't know too much about it, and I cannot read every book before I give it to a no. kid because there's just not enough hours in the day. No. So I saw it, and in fact, someone in the selfie group had recommended it. So I saw it, and it's for ages 9 to 12. Great. So I order it, and I give it <laughs> give it to my 12-year-old, and she reads it in a day, She, you know, which is typical of her. And then she comes to me, and it was a day that she was schooling from, you know, a friend's house. She comes home and says, I – don't know that you meant to give me this book. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, well, there's a lot of language in here and um, a lot of teen drinking and a lot of sex. And I went, what? No, no, absolutely not. What do you What do you mean? I'm like, it's for ages 9 to 12. And she goes, it's definitely not. So I look, it's for grades Great. 9 to 12. <laughs> that's really funny well i'm literally ordering it as we speak because it sounds great yeah but but my kids are much older (laughs) yeah so it's it's a a coming of age story about a black girl and it's during 1992 rodney king wow la riots and so like there's a lot of occurrences of the n-word right and the protagonist you know there's a lot of talk like she goes mom Just read the first chapter. And she's standing there and I'm reading and I'm just going, oh, no. Oh, God. Oops. Yeah. You know, I just there's just a lot. So, you know, thankfully, we have a very nice relationship where we can talk about all these things. But we absolutely, you know, it has spurred a, a lot of conversations because now I have to read this and ex- explain all of these things to her. So... Um, well, I think it's impressive that she came to you. I mean, I have an average reader child who would have just like been like, sweet, I can read all this adult stuff. Like my, my daughter, when she was, I think she was, this is my oldest daughter, but when she was like nine, I, I looked at her Kindle and she had downloaded Deanie and Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I guess she knows about masturbation now. And... Oh, I mean, and so we we talked about, you know, certain like because you know you give your kids the sex talk, the sex one on one talk, and for for me when I first give them the sex talk, I usually do it when they're seven or eight and very rudimentary, yeah. the basics, yeah. right? And then we move on to, you know, the stuff that happens in between, you know, like that the stuff that you talked about in youth group. Like, is this really sex or not? You know? Mm-hmm. And so we've we've had a lot of these conversations. And I realize, so I think your eldest is m- maybe just two years older than mine. Yeah. Uh, your eldest daughter. Yes. Uh, my, my eldest daughter. And so she's not far from ninth grade. Like, this is stuff, if she was in school right now, she'd be hearing about this on the bus. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, 
hopefully not the n-word oh my god but um and and it's an opportunity for us to talk about racial tensions as well and you know it's it's a it was has been lauded as being a really great book now i just have to read it and you know uh Anyway, sex ed class is is on is on the. We're now we are fully in like sex. Not even two. We're in sex three hundred one yeah. at this point. Yeah. So, um, but bless her, she's uh, she was super super chill about it until. That's really by the way, funny. Uh, yeah. So it's, first chapter, there's boob grabbing happening. Oh, and, wow. that's that's a lot. That's a lot. But it's like it's like a friendly like they're hanging out by the pool and it's yeah. like you know uh, like a, a a platonic you know same sex among heterosexual girls like they call it a boob honk <laughs> and she's like explain this to me <laughs> you're like well there's goosing there's honking yeah yeah and so that was my that was my that, that was my serious homeschooling uh that's error, really funny is not is mistaking uh ages 9 through 12 for grades 9 through 12 but, but you know like you said you just can't read every book that you give your kids and i wish that there was you know how there's like common sense media where you can look up all the content of a movie mm-hmm. we need that for books we do we do because Yes, we do because even if it's not outright, there are things that al- allude to it. Yeah, and I well, my daughter what- now she reads adult novels, and she's fourteen, so she was reading The Goldfinch the other day. Which, first of all, I'm like, why, why would you choose to read that book? It's like seven hundred pages. Like, oh, how did you land on this? But second, I'm like, I think this is not appropriate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know anyone because sometimes things sort of. Like, there's a lot of innuendo as well. Yeah. You know, in books, and then you feel like, okay, do I explain this or not? And right. so we had to discuss a, a specific sex act, and and she looks directly at me because we're having this frank conversation. She goes, oh, do you do this also? Okay. And I went, okay, hold on a second. I'm not sure. Is this a, is this a, <laughs> is this a question I can answer right now? Like, she totally <laughs> threw me off. And she was she asked like she was a reporter, you know? She's like, and also, so funny. do you partake in this act, you know? What did you say? I said, I'm not sure if I'm willing to answer that question right now. Let me think about it. And, <laughs> and then you're hoping she forgets. Yeah. Yeah. And then also I have to like look up, go to Urban Dictionary and see what it actually means or whatever, you know. <laughs> have I done that? I don't know. <laughs> I did spend a lot of time in youth group. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. 
The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel, neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. So what are your two thumbs up for the week? What are my two thumbs up for the week? Oh, okay. Um, One of them is I did an at-home hormone test to find out if I'm in Menop- like how close I am to menopause. Oh, I had no idea they had that. I had no idea either. So yes, that is a thing. Um, I did it through the cusp and it was actually, it was super easy. They send you a piece of paper and you prick your, you prick yourself and then you just put your drop, your blood droplets on the piece of paper and mail it back in. So how easy is that? You don't have to go in and have someone draw your blood and then they, they assess your hormones and they can tell you if you're within about five years of menopause or not. Did you get your results? I did and I am not. So oh, I'm in, that's great. I'm still in perimenopause. Well, it's funny. I don't know how I feel about it because 
my symptoms are so bad that I kind of wanted to learn like, oh yeah, you're almost there. Like you're, you know, this is happening early for you. So maybe you'll be done earlier. Like I was kind of hoping, you know, that I was like in it because I want it to be over. Oh, (laughs) but no, I just have a lot more years of the same bullshit symptoms, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) When you prick yourself, is it, do you feel like you have to build up the courage or do you just? Um, I did the, you know, it's funny. I did the first time. So it's, this is my second time during quarantine that I've done an at-home prick test. The first time was, do you remember at the beginning when everyone was trying to figure out what's causing COVID or what, you know, what's this all about? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talk about blood type and yes. and certain blood types being more susceptible. So of course I'm like, what's my blood type? I don't even know. I don't know any of my kids' blood types. Somebody was like, it's on the birth certificate. It's not. It's actually not. Yeah, no, it's not. And so I didn't know any of our blood types. And I'm like, I feel like I should know this. Like, this is information I should know. So on Amazon, you can buy these little cards they send you where you prick your skin and you put, you know, you put it on there and it tells you what your blood type is. You don't even have to mail it back. You don't even have to mail it back. It like reacts with the little circle. And so at the beginning of quarantine, all of us, all eight of us, my boyfriend, his kids, my kids, we all sat around the table and pricked our fingers and we're like putting blood on these cards and now we all know our blood types <laughs> that sounds like a real weird seance i know um, it was pretty weird and like we were getting like it's actually really messy because surprisingly <laughs> when you do prick your finger and then there's instructions of like you know you circle your arm arm around like a windmill and then you kind of massage up from your elbow to get enough blood and then it like it keeps bleeding you know like yeah <laughs> it really bleeds a lot but it was, well, it's just also, kids, time to do a blood oath. You know? <laughs> totally. And it was really funny to watch which of my kids were really stoic about the prick and which ones were freaking out. Like Kembe, who will like, you know, ride a skateboard down a stair rail, was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> and then Karis was like, whatever. That's funny. Yeah. So do, what's your blood type? My, bl- my blood type is O positive. Is that the one that can you can donate to anyone? I can donate to most other um, – I can donate to other positive people. I think Got O it. negative is the universal. Universal. Um, I know mine because it's A plus and mm-hmm. I feel very good about that. And so I feel like that's a flex for no reason whatsoever. Oh, yeah. You're just a getting positive. an A plus. A yeah. plus, yeah. Totally. What's your other um, – Okay, and then my other one is, so I have been, you know, out of an abundance of caution, I have been, I have a drawer that we call the COVID drawer. And that is like, (laughs) you know, God forbid you get COVID, and it's full of supplies. So, you know, I've got some medications in there, inhalers, you know, just anything that a pulse ox, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to measure your oxygen levels. Um, but a new addition to my COVID drawer is this thing called Boost Oxygen. And they are, I don't know how to explain it. It, I mean, it's like a little tube of oxygen and you, and then there's like a little face mask. And it, I mean, it's just like it says, it gives you a boost of oxygen. Oh, that is cool. Which is actually, they're, they're really useful for, if you have to travel to um, a high altitude place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like recently I took the not recently, but over the summer I took the kids to Park City, which is a pretty high altitude, and I had like massive altitude headaches the whole time we were there, and apparently this can help with that too. 
That's interesting. So, so you mentioned the um, the pulse oximeter too in your COVID drawer, and I've always kept a pulse oximeter around just because I've got two kids with asthma, uh-huh. and it's just nice to see what their um, you know oxygen levels are. But I just uh, read that the new Apple Watch will also check your pulse ox. So oh, if you're wearing the watch, it'll let you know your um, your levels, which I thought was interesting. But I would like to keep the boost oxygen around just. I would like that for me to have because with girls that have asthma and allergies, yeah. a lot of times with, you know, if they have it, if they have, you know, and it's happened before, but God forbid they have another anaphylactic reaction mm-hmm. and I have to stab them in the leg, mm-hmm. you know, and then sometimes if it affects their breathing, like we have the, the inhalers, but it'd be great to have oxygen just as a, I mean, I would never rely on it, but just to no. have it there, it feels like a nice little safety net. Totally. I, yeah, I completely agree. What do you have? Okay, I have something that's incredibly weird. And okay. it also has a name that makes no sense, but it's called Color Coral. Mm-hmm. And you ever go into your car and like you have got the console and there's a cup holder and no matter how much you clean, there's like weird stuff around like the little nubby dots. Oh, yeah, every day. So, so, or for me, because I'm an animal and I eat at my desk, for whatever reason, you know, my keyboard catches all of my gross oh, crumbs. Dude. My keyboard is an embarrassment. Yeah. It is. I have to turn my keyboard off so I can scrub it. And it's still, I can't keep buying new keyboards because I'm disgusted <laughs> with myself, you know? <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at right now. So <sighs> I, so it's it's putty. It's kind of like silly putty or slime. And you huh. pull it out of the tub and you press it up against your keyboard or in your cup holder and you pull it out and it takes all of the gross <gasps> stuff out. Ooh, that's and so weird bit, and satisfying. And it's satisfying. <laughs> yes, it's very weird and very satisfying. All of the little crevices where you'd probably – do you like to extract blackheads? Uh, no. I don't. Okay. But I like other things like that if it's not body function sure. related. So I love extracting blackheads. I love cleaning out hairbrushes. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, pull like just pulling all the hair out. Yes. Um, I even like cl- uh, cleaning out hair that gets caught in the vacuum rollers. Oh, like, yeah. There's just something satisfying about that. And so if I'm <laughs> if I'm having uh, – like there was one time in the past month where I was having a bad day and I was hanging out with my friend and she just looks at me and goes – do you need to extract some blackheads in my back? Like, yes, I Stop really it. do. I really, really do. And I'll wear a little headlamp. Oh, and my I, gosh. It's, it's so good. It's my favorite. Anyway. I would definitely little- never do that on another person. Never. Oh, in a million no. Years. But, but the back, like to do it. I mean, mm-mm, it's. Mm-mm. No, I'm not into that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, funny. <laughs> do you? I am so. I find it so satisfying. And same with. I can't get enough of the TikToks where there people are extracting ingrown hairs. Oh gosh, I can't watch that at all. <laughs> I, I I feel heebie-jeebie with just you talking about it. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> there is something. Just maybe I would love to know in the group how many of you are super grossed out and how many of you really I know. Uh, appreciate. Um, how satisfying this is. Okay, I have a very quick question about the color coral, though. Mm. So once you've used it on something, all that dust is in it. So is it a one-time use kind of a thing? Or you just does it, do you just mush it together and the dust kind of incorporates? I don't get how it works. I pull pieces off. So uh-huh. I keep like the main blob pure. Okay. And they say you can keep using it until it gets really dark and dirty. And sometimes people 
rinse it off. But I just take a I take the smallest piece possible and I mm-hmm. go through and then I I toss it and I don't know what's in it and I don't know if it's bad for the environment or not. But all I know <laughs> is that it can't be worse than continuing to buy keyboards and throwing the old ones out. No. Yeah. So that's color color coral. And also you agree with me that this name does not make sense. It's blue. But co- and it, coral, like I—that's nothing. Is coral sticky? It just—I don't—I don't, I don't it's understand. Very weird. Maybe it's made of coral. Maybe it's supposed to be color corral. Like yeah, you're corralling the dirt. Would be I don't spelled, know. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, so that's one two thumbs up, and the other one is much more normal, mm-hmm. and it's the Stila All Day Liquid Lipstick. Oh. And I never wear liquid lipstick, and I never wear lip gloss. I like you know. You know, I like a nice matte lipstick mm-hmm. right from the tube, right from the bullet as it goes. But Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. has her signature red lip, and I was watching her talk about it because, you know, things that you do at night oh, on Instagram. Sure. And she says it lasts all day. Her, mm-hmm. her signature red lip all day. And I immediately did not believe her because – what lipstick does that? And apparently liquid lipstick is the way to go. So she wears it in Beso. Okay. And that's the, that's the one that she uses. And I ended up getting it in Fiery, which is also a red, but just not as bright. It's a little more brick. Yes. And I really like it. I was afraid. Mm. I just assumed that all day lipstick is going to dry my lips out. Yes. And feel gross. And it does not. It, it feels fine. So I ended up getting it in um, Fiery and in... Dolce, I guess, which is like a caramelish brown. And I'm really impressed by it. And I think I might convert. I think I might have converted to liquid lipstick. Wow. Interesting. You know, I just, um, being a decade older than you, <laughs> I can't do any of that matte stuff. Like, I can't do anything all day. I, I need basically like a tinted chapstick at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so it's funny because you and I had talked about the milk chapstick a while back, yes. the milk uh, lip balm, and I had gotten it in the Green Dragon, and I ended up getting a set where it comes in tinted colors, and I thought of you because I feel like you'd like it. It's a really nice lip balm, but it's tinted, and the case is so satisfying because it's one of those really strong magnet lipstick cases. Oh, yes. So it doesn't feel like a cheapy, cheesy plastic thing. It's, and this it's, is from Milk? It is. And Ooh. it does not smell like weed. Okay, I'm going to have to try that. Yes. Well, let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Orgain. And um, you had you had actually talked about this in the Facebook group as soon as you got it because you were pretty stoked. Yes. Well, it, it, especially the people in my house. So in our house, we have a variety of dietary needs. I lift weights. I try to lift heavy weights. So I need to make sure that my protein is at a certain level every day. And my partner eats mostly a plant-based diet. And then the girls uh, have a variety of allergies, including a milk allergy. So finding something that fits the bill for all of us is difficult. Um, we're also really active. You know, we're uh, my partner runs every day. My kids are active. And we're generally looking for something that can fuel us all healthfully. So Orgain has been really great for us in supplementing our specific needs. Yeah. 
Um, I have been on the hunt for a protein powder that my kids will tolerate, and they really like this one. So Orgain has all kinds of organic products. They have nutrition shakes, protein powders, meal powders, bars. They even have almond milk, which I love. Their products are food-based and full of organic vitamins and minerals. Yeah, we actually use the we use the Orgain uh, protein powder to make smoothies. So yes. my 10-year-old who has the milk allergy, she is the smoothie maker in our house. And she'll just toss a bunch of frozen berries in it. And she'll put some almond milk with it and just, you know, scoops of the, uh, the powder. And for them, it's a nice way to have something that feels indulgent, but isn't questionable nutritionally. Well, one of the things I've been doing is I have been making iced coffees in the morning and putting a little bit of this in there, um, which and then blending it, which makes it feel like a frappuccino because it's got a little vanilla in mm. there. Um, Organ's great because they don't use artificial ingredients, preservatives, no GMOs. They're all about good, clean nutrition. Plus, and I feel like I'm always talking about the beauty of never leaving my house, but they do ship right to your door. You can set up recurring deliveries to get your favorites delivered for free. Yes, everyone in my family is super into this, whether it's the protein powders or the already ready in the bottle shakes that we'll just keep in the fridge. So right now you can save 20% off your first order. Plus, if you subscribe, you can save even more. So go to tryorgain.com slash selfie, T-R-Y-O-R-G-A-I-N.com slash selfie for 20% off your first order plus extra savings when you subscribe. We've talked a lot on our podcast about the importance of voting, and we're huge advocates of voting as a means to use your voice and affect change. Voting should be free, it should be fair, and it should be safe. And this was an interesting year for voter safety. In response to the coronavirus pandemic, more voters used absentee ballots than in past elections. I voted absentee, and I dropped my ballot in an official drop box. Most voters expect to have an officially certified winner of the presidential election within three days of the election, and a lot of nervousness happens when that doesn't happen. A longer-than-expected wait for results can breed distrust in the election, but it's really important to note that it takes election officials longer to verify and count absentee ballots than votes cast by regular voting machines, because they need extra time to double-check that these ballots have been verified and counted before announcing a result. What's more, in many states, by law, election officials can't even start processing these ballots until after the polls have closed on election day. While many of us wanted a swift and speedy answer, it took several days before getting results from many states, and some are still counting. This was to be expected. It's an unprecedented year. Every eligible voter should have their voice heard and their vote counted. It has taken longer to count the votes and verify a winner in this year's election, and that's okay. Due to coronavirus and health concerns, more people voted absentee than ever before. We live in a democracy, and we want to demand that our elected officials count every vote and voice in the 2020 election. Decision makers nationwide want to make it harder to get every ballot counted and every voice heard. Don't let this stop you from taking a stand to protect your voting and civil rights. Visit andstilliivote.org to call your elected officials today to make sure every vote is counted, including absentee ballots. Paid for by the Leadership Conference Education Fund. Welcome, I'm BJ and I'm an emotional wellness coach. And it's Monday morning, 
the seventh day after Election Day began, and today I'm checking in on you. For me and for many of you, the announcement we received on Saturday morning allowed us to exhale for the first time in a really long time. At the same time, I'm aware there are those of you listening to me right now who are not pleased with the outcome of this election. So wherever you land on the spectrum of this campaign and its results, I want to welcome you into this moment. 2020 has been brutal. We've been living in a constant state of sensory overload. Visiting our community page on Facebook, I see your frustration and confusion and stress levels. And I wonder, did you believe that once the election was over, you'd feel different? Do you feel different? Or has relief given way to the same old underlying sense of dread that's been so ever-present this whole year? You've heard me say trauma is anything less than nurturing. 2020 has been traumatizing. And I don't say that euphemistically. We all have PTSD. If you're having any physical symptom that's unusual, you can pretty much assume it's related to our current lived experience. Our central nervous systems have been firing on all cylinders for almost a year now. We're not designed to live like that. And what our brains are experiencing is actually quite similar to what people experience who live in war-torn countries. If you are white, like I am, This is so significant because we've been given an opportunity this year in the face of this pandemic and the election and civil unrest. We've been given an opportunity to taste just a teensy tiny taste of what our black indigenous people of color and our non cisgendered brothers and sisters have experienced their whole lives. So today, just today, I want to sit with you. I want us to take a collective breath, draw it deeply into our bones, and just hold it there, just for a moment. Because it's time to exhale. To exhale so that we can clear space for healing. There is still so much work to be done. And for many of you, dare I say most of you, nothing's changing right now. At least not right away. It's conflicting to feel relief and the reality that that relief is wrapped in a package that looks more like hope for now when we so desperately need relief right now. Yet the pandemic's still here. It's actually ramping back up. Your unemployment may actually be drawing to a close soon. Your kids' normal educational and social experiences are still being disrupted. If we're not careful, our PTSD will just keep us stuck. And there is life to be lived in spite of our circumstances. There is hope to be hoped. And we need to be here for it. So for today, can we set aside a moment to just sit alongside one another and be at rest? To individually and collectively bring our breath back into our bodies to just sit quietly for a moment together. So take that breath, hold it for a slow count of four, then exhale for a slow count of four, and repeat that process while I bring us into the songs of the voices of Ms. Maya Angelou and Maggie Smith. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise, 
Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room? Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high? Still, I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes? Shoulders falling down like teardrops weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain I rise. I am a black ocean. Leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror and fear. I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Life is short, though I keep this from my children. Life is short, and I've shortened mine in a thousand delicious, ill-advised ways. A thousand deliciously ill-advised ways I'll keep from my children. The world is at least 50% terrible, and that's a conservative estimate, though I keep this from my children. For every bird, there's a stone thrown at a bird. For every loved child... A child broken, bagged, sunk in a lake. Life is short and the world is at least half terrible. And for every kind stranger, there's one who would break you, though I keep this from my children. I am trying to sell them the world. Any decent realtor walking you through a real shithole chirps on about good bones. This place could be beautiful, right? You could make this place beautiful. We will make this place beautiful. We must. For our children. For our grandchildren. We have a purpose here beyond this moment. It is our birthright, our responsibility to create a legacy for those who come behind us. Each of us was placed here for this purpose. If your story is that you have no place here, no need for a legacy, oh my dear one, you are so wrong. You have intrinsic value bestowed upon you at birth. It is within you, secure and waiting for you to connect with it, waiting for you to come home to yourself, to love yourself in the ways you were failed by those whose responsibility it was to show you love. For all of us, we are here with purpose, with hope. We will rise together. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at selfiepodcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care. Take care.